Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of making lemonade? Qui-Gon's happy hour? Or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world crisis, health crisis we are at, we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go. And we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the lemonade network and become a patron you will get access to not only a patron exclusive podcast feed with all our star wars after shows movie commentaries and the whole first season of my podcast baking oranges where i talk with my friend and yours steve about pop culture and the world around us but you will also get 15 percent off all products in my online store Um, year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we we will still have free podcasting content year-round. Every single week, we're going to have new episodes of Making Lemonade and Qui-Gon's Happy Hour every other week as well, so don't fret. However, if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some <laughs> some cash um, and would like to help out and are, are a fan of everything we do here at the Lemonade Network, please head over to patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a Patreon a patron today. Stay weird. Put your speeders in park, pour yourself a blue mojito, kick your feet up because it's time for Qui-Gon's happy hour and it is, yes, yet again, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mando Monday. So let's, without further ado, get into the new episode. Let's get into chapter number, what chapter number are we up to? 11? Chapter number 11. That's it. This episode is chapter 11. And it is entitled, um, not The Passenger, that was last week's episode, it's entitled Chapter 11. It doesn't have a name. Isn't that interesting? They've just changed it to Chapter 11 here on Dinny Plunge. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they must have changed all the names to Season 1. No, they haven't. There's no there's subtitles on those, but there's no... Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, we're going to start with the start. We pull into a planet. It's got lots of, um, you know, we see where the, there was the recap on the last episode where we were with the X-Wing pilots and then we pull into um, a planet, the planet that we're taking the fish lady to. Um, and the fish lady is, um, they're still in the cockpit and they, they pull in and they make a very heavy landing. Um, we have the, the cockpit, the uh, the port uh, whatever you want to call it, air security, I suppose. Um, 
beep, 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 beep. You need to pull down. Yes, I'm trying. And he finally pulls up. And the reverse thrusters kick in. And bam, we hit it. He gives a Moncala. Um, there's a Moncala. Yes, we we are, ladies and gentlemen, I believe, on Moncala Mari. Uh, or on Moncala. There's a Moncala Mari uh, waiting there. He gives him a 1,000 Moncala credits. Um, a thousand credits, and he he moves on. Um, you know that that I think this I, th- I have a feeling that this particular um, Moncala might have been voiced by Dave Filoni, but that's neither here nor there. If it was, that's pretty cool. It sounded like Dave Filoni to me, but I thought that Favreau voiced the character in the first episode, and I was wrong. So you know, you live and you learn, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to then we move on to um, the port and we see the fish lady meets her husband and that story is concluded. She's made it. She's safe. She is good to go. Um, and Mando says to her, you know, we're looking for um, for someone. Uh, I'm looking for more people like me. And she says, you know, go to the uh, go to the saloon or the the restaurant or whatever it is over there. Um, and we see none other than my girl, Sasha Banks. Um, she is uh, in a hooded robe. Now, this should have signified something to me, and I realized it after the fact, and I realized it on my second viewing. I've just watched my second viewing uh, just now to prepare for this because I actually forgot a lot of was what was going on in the episode. When I was watching it the first time, we had babies crying, we had kids hanging about, um, so I wanted to rewatch it. And I'm gl- pleasantly, pleasantly enjoyed the second viewing. So, um, we see Sasha Banks in the distance and then she disappears. Mando notices her and she disappears. Um, and that's it for her for now. Um, this is explained later. And you know what? I'm very glad. Spoilers alert. We all know this is a spoiler-filled episode. But spoilers alert. I'm very glad that she wasn't Sabine Wren. I'm just glad that she was her own character. So, uh, for now, at least, maybe she is Sabine Wren later. Who knows? We just haven't, we just haven't, rec- we just haven't said that. Anyway, um, so we go into the into the Moncala um, restaurant where people are getting sludge. It's almost like a soup kitchen. It's like a it's like a cheap buffet kind of thing, and you just get one meal, and it's the sludgy thing from the pipe. He says, you know. Um, you have to eat as well. You know, I'll get something for the for the child. Uh, the child has a bowl of soup. He has a little face hugger. Grab him on the face. Um, there's been a lot of reference in these episodes in the season two Predator and Aliens with the face hugger, and um, to Predator with the red with the infrared uh, signal on the visors on all the Mandalorians, particularly the Mandalorian Din Djarin. Um Little baby gets a face hugger, and then um, you know this is just a great, perfect little like way to just set up that he's just dealing with a child, like a toddler. Um, as a father of a toddler, I really get this. He says, stop playing with your food, even though the food grabbed him on the face. And he zaps it with a little taser thing, little taser pen, and the food falls back in. The, the little octopus falls back into the soup. Um, then he asks the Mon Calamari uh, gentleman, you know, he says... I want inform. I need information. This happens before the face. I bit. I need information. I can pay for information. Um, and those Mon Cala, Do you remember back in like episode two, episode one, where he got Mon Calamari credits for um, 
that Quarren do. He wasn't a Quarren. He was the the fish dude from the first episode. So what a callback, you know. You forgot you forgot about those Mon Calamari credits that he had on him, and he paid for um, paid for the information in those Mon Calamari credits, and then um, we got uh, we got the information we needed. He went over to a Quarren, and a Quarren came up, and he said, "I heard you need you want to see. They're about three hours out on on the ocean, so you come with me." Um, and this is the first time we've seen a Quarren. Uh, speak and interact on um, live action, which was really cool because his tentacles were moving kind of like Davy Jones. Um, and his beak was moving. They're kind of squid people, so he was, he's speaking with a beak. We've seen them, obviously, in Clone Wars, but this first live action choir, and it was really cool. First time we've seen Mon Calamari, the planet, um, in in live action, which, you know, if it is Mon Calamari, it's even more exciting. But I assume so because of the Mon Cala and the Quarren that are on this planet. Um, and if you know your Mon Calamari legend, um, canon, that's where the, the Mon Cala um, and the Quarren predominantly live. They had a war during the Clone Wars, um, a battle for supremacy. And a lot of the lim- a lot of them live on land, and this was just a spaceport. Um, uh, and most of the planet is underwater, and a lot of the cities, like um, the Gungans, are underwater. So, um, we, we get the Quarren, and we're on a boat. And the choir and a, it's a fishing boat. And the choir and a fishing and, and this one particular guy says, you know, have you ever seen a mother quarren? Uh, I don't I don't understand the legend of the quarrens as much, but apparently there's a mother quarren. They must be like hive-minded kind of creatures. So have you ever, ever seen a mother quarren? And he goes, that's quite a sight. He said, bring the child over to have a look. Um, and he brings the pot over and he's having a look over and they've got a little space in the middle of their boat that goes... Drop some fish in there. And watching, he's just talking, and he's, this guy's just talking and talking and talking. I saw the fish on the sea, and whatever he's saying. Um, and the mother choir and pops up and starts eating the fish. And in a split second, before you even notice, oh my god, the first time I watched this, my heart sank because I am a father, and I saw my child just disappear and get eaten by a by, by a giant squid lady. Um, and the mother choir and ate the baby and thankfully um thankfully mando managed to grab the two put the pod close the pod up right before the mother quarant ate him um and then mando jumps in and they shut off the thing and they're they're after his beskar so they've killed the child to them they've killed the child and they're going to get his beskar the mother quarant's going to eat them and the mother quarant's going to spit the beskar back out that's their plan um I heard the Rex and Around guys, and if Mike, Michael, if you're listening to this, I get this. It's really funny. It really made me laugh when you guys said this. But on their one of their recent episodes, um, the episode about the La, about Chapter Ten um, of the Mandalorian, you guys, you were speaking about how annoyed you were by the child and how um, if this is what being a parent is like, this is annoying. And you guys, that's the point. <laughs> um, this is the point that I think that they're trying to make with with um, Baby Yoda is that the Mandalorian starting to realize how relentless being a father is and, how, and a parent and how they don't listen. They just do whatever they want and they just keep going and you need to keep them on a very short leash. Otherwise, they will just do whatever they want and eat the eggs of frog people and, and, um, and bother you and annoy you about food and so on. But it's a beautiful... Um, 
relationship and it's a, it's it's one of the most esteemable things that one can do and um, that's what's really uh, what it's really about here with the Mando. So, um, where were we? The baby's gone in and then Mando's stuck on the thing. We start here, pew, 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 and the music's really cool here. Ludwig Garnson, Ludwig Garnson, you're, you're a legend. Um, your music is just incredible here. He, um, we begin to hear this and we're starting to see some like kind of jetpacky dudes moving around. And then, uh, the, 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 the thing in the center of the, the, uh, the boat opens up and a very familiar armored helmet pops up uh, for those of you who are Rebels and Clone Wars fans. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Bo-Katan. That's it. The Lady Bo-Katan. It's her helmet, the Queen of the Night Owls, the Queen of Mandalore, the leader of Mandalore. She, She's there and it's really cool. Um, uh, they pull him up and she says, you know, the child and the other woman, the other night owl pops down and, <clears throat> excuse me, says, I'm on it. Um, leaps down after and comes back up with, a, you see a bit of pew, 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 in the water. She comes back up with the pod. Um, and the baby's okay. The pod's pretty messed up, but the baby's okay. Then, uh, the Mando's speaking. He says, I'm looking for others like me. And, right, and then they take their helmets off and he stops. And he goes, where did you get that armor from? She says, this armor has been in my family for generations. He goes, you're not a Mandalorian. And she and the, the male Mando says, ah, he's one of them. And this is really interesting here. If you know your Mando history, if you know... Um, I'm really excited about this because I loved the Mandalorian uh, moments and episodes in the uh, in the Clone Wars and the Rebels, and I really love my Mando history. Not a big fan, like I like Boba Fett, but I'm not a you know big fanboy about Boba Fett. But I love my Mandalorian stuff. And um, he says, you know, you're not you're not Mandalorian, and they say, ah, oh, he's one of those. What do you mean, one of those? She goes, you're a child of the watch. What's a child of the watch? Um, And she says, Fennec, not Fennec Shand. It was like Ferric Stand. I don't know. I don't don't remember (laughs) who it was. Um, But there is someone at the lead. And I suspect it might be the armorer. Or someone else like that. She says, the death watch. We're an elite... Um, and extremist faction of Mandalore who believe in the old ways and bringing back the old ways of the Mandalore. And um, he says, you know, there's only one way. She says, there's not. Um, he goes, the, the way of the Mandal- Mandalore. And he, this is the first time that the Mando's creed and his belief system has been challenged. For the greater good. And he flies off. He grabs a child and he flies off. And then he sees, you know, we get a shot of him on the port and then blowing up the 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 Quirin's ship. Um, and flying off into the distance. Anyway, the next scene we get is another Quirin pulls up the Mando and he says, you know. I think this this scene was important, obviously. Everything in the Mandalore Mandalorian is important if you look at it retrospectively. And you evaluate it, um, 
from perspective of you know the whole story, uh, the whole season, so to speak, and the whole the whole story from start to finish. He um, this quarant says you killed my brother, you killed my brother. And he goes, uh, okay, cool. What do you want me to do about it? Sorry. And then um, he says, oh, you don't understand. I'm I'm gonna hurt your friend. I'm gonna hurt your pet. And he's saying he's gonna hurt the child. He says, yeah, right, oh mate, whatever you say. Anyway. Um, Bo-Katan pops up and they just start killing more Quarren. These these Mandalorians, they don't like the Quarren, man. They really don't <laughs> like the Quarren. Uh, start killing more Quarren. And uh, she says, she stop, pops up. She says, I killed your brother now. What are you going to do? And it's a pew, 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 pew. And they start a pew, pew, pew fight. Pew, pew, pew. It's a pew, pew fight starts, starts out. Um, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Ra, 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 ra. Dead, 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 and she says, "You know, we've um, we can help you. Will you come with? We just need your help with with a job." So he says, "What's the job?" And we uh, have a we have a little bit of a, a star wipe. I think it was across the screen wipe, a very old school Lucas type wipe across the screen. Uh, Mando pops into the fish people's house and knocks on the door. They babysit the child. We have that really cool moment where the the child looks in and he says, "You know, we have these are just these parent moments. Just these small. They don't need to be in there, but these small elements of parent moments where he's um, clearly Favreau and Filoni and all these directors are parents, so they understand um, the relationship. And he says, "You know, be good, be kind, um, don't make a mess, and, and so on. Um, I'll be right back." He must be able to understand these fish people or he just has some sort of communication with them that he can understand and they can understand at this point. Um, then we see the little fish baby kind of pop out of the egg and this is just important later. It's, I suppose this is maybe coming up later. It seems insignificant now, but a lot of these things seem insignificant. I mean, like the Mon Calamari credits seemed insignificant until he needed them at the start of this episode uh, to forward the story and forward where he was headed. So, um, we've got the baby at the thing, and then we're headed over, and all the Mandalorians are sitting around, and Sasha Banks finally gets finally gets a line here. Um, and she's very Sasha Banks. Like, I mean, her line, her line delivery feels very much like her character in the way she speaks as Sasha Banks um, in the WWE, but we're not talking talking about wrestling here. We're just talking about how, yeah, it's just very, very much her. Um, and that made me happy. You know, Bo-Katan breaks down. It's an Imperial ship. They've got a shipment. We need the rigging. Um, they're going to slowly, he's like, well, how are, they, how are we going to not disappear? She says, well, they don't allow them to move very fast uh, to hyperspace until they're out of the atmosphere. They slowly rise, so it gives us time. And then that's what they do. And we see this really cool shot. This is a visually very, very beautiful shot. We see this shot of them coming across. They take out the stormtroopers on the outside of the ship. Uh, then they go inside the ship and they, um, they kind of say, uh, here's the... Where are we at? We go inside the ship. And this is where we start to see some old Star Wars. Like, it's really cool seeing someone in live action. By the way, the Bo-Katan costume is gorgeous, beautiful. It looks amazing in live action. Um, it, the other thing is what's really cool is Katie Sackhoff has the red hair, so that's cool. They put the wig on her. She's got the headband like she did in Clone Wars, the same headband that Ahsoka will probably have as well. Really, like, we shouldn't be surprised because it's Star Wars, but it's really just 
great representation representation of the source material and replication of something from animation to live action it was one of the first it's the first replication of of a of a beloved animation character that's been brought to life um, and what's coolest is it's been brought to life by the voice actress of the character and it's a female character so that's really cool as well um now realizing this, this is when we should have, I should have realized that the woman in the hood was a night owl. That's what the night owls wear. They wear hoods. They take the helmets off. They wear hoods. They follow, follow people around. They walk around. They are all mysterious. That's what they do. That's their thing. <laughs> sometimes they wear the helmet. Sometimes they don't. Anyway. Um, so we just have this really dope fight scene where um, the night owls and the, and the mandos, they take out all these stormtroopers inside the Imperial ship and we've got the Imperial looking background with the with the with the things on the wall. You know what I'm talking about. Um and the Mandos uh the Mando looks and goes What the hell? <laughs> How I thought I was good. Holy crap. Like she just kicks some imp butt. Um and then we're slowly going through and we get to this scene where they're needing to be held off. Um and they 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 put them in the uh, cargo operation. What is it? That's the the cargo hold um, control room, I think, basically. And um, he's you know the guy in the cockpit says uh, we got to hold off, we got to hold off, we got to hold off. Um, and he says um, we we'll hold them off until we hit until we get to hyperspace. Because he knows that once they got to hyperspace, just make them their prisoners, and they'll just they'll deal with it then. Um, and then he he traps them in the in that um, little limbo section, and um, he says, he says, "Well, where where have you trapped them?" He says, "In the cargo hold operation or control room or whatever it is." Um, I'm paraphrasing. He goes, "What?" And then they just they go out the back. See you later. Yeah, imp baby boys. <laughs> um, the troopers are done for. The the baby boys are just gone. The the imperial officer is gone. See you later. Um, and then they go in, and uh, the the guy, the pilot, is saying, you know, do you read me? Do you read me? Ra 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 ra. Um, she says, yes, we read you. Thank you for organising all of this weaponry so well <laughs> very clever there um says to the mando this is what we're doing where we're taking this ship and we got to take it out of hyperspace they're going to take it you know to wherever their other mandalorian commune or what have you is um their secret mandalorian base and he goes whoa, whoa, whoa wait that's not that's not what i wanted she's like we're taking the bridge we're taking this ship and so like, that wasn't part of the deal we were just going to take the cargo she's yeah but how else are we going to get the cargo off the planet she offers him to join them, uh, so which means I think that that perhaps something he is going to become a Mandalorian, a real Mandalorian outside of the, uh, the this is this is the way the children of the Watch uh, cult, I suppose we can call it at this point. All this honorable stuff is being questioned. This is really beautiful character development because. Everything he's lived for up until this moment is starting to be questioned, and the creed that he lived for has now been proven to be a cult. Um, and he didn't know any better, and he thought all Mandalorian—he was lied to essentially by the people who trusted and who saved his life. 
So, you know, they take the bridge. Um, he, we see this moment where this Imperial officer uh, speaks to Moff Gideon. He says, you know what, what you have to do. And the two pilots look at each other and then he shoots them in the back. Um, and we're sitting in the tension here. It's like, wow, what does an Imperial do when he's like being, we've never seen this before. He's, he's been overwhelmed because they're always, they were always in the original trilogy and everything else. They're always overwhelming others. So, uh, what is the Imperial? What do they do? Do they have cyanide? Do they like, what do they do? So Moff Gideon says, long live the Empire. Officer says, long live the Empire. And he shoots them in the back. Uh, these poor young guys. These poor young pilots who just don't know any better. What a sad, sad life lost. Anyway. Um, and they, they take the bridge. Uh, Bo-Katan asks him, does he have it? Does he have it? He goes, does he have what? Uh, the officer. You know, she's, she's grabbed the officer up on the wall. She says, does he have it? She's the dark saber. He goes, if you're asking, you already know. She goes, where is he? He goes, you'll never get it from me. She goes, where is he? And then he pops this in, bites his teeth. It's it's a digital, it's an electronic Star Wars version of a cyanide pill. It's just like a little taser pill that must just zap his brain or something. And then he dies. She's like, ah, damn it. Anyway, uh, Night Owl, Sasha Banks and the Mando are pulling up the ship because he's, he's just, this officer's just plummeting the ship into the freaking harbor so you can kill everybody destroy all the cargo and they finally save it and mando says you know i've got to go and she says um this is uh you know you can help us we need we could use your help brother your 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 sacrifice your your honor she says something along the lines of like not your sacrifice your your bravery will not be forgotten so we're coming back to bokatan don't you worry ladies and gentlemen we're coming back and the night hours, I think we might see Sasha again. Anyway, um, he says, I have to deal with something first. And she, they're talking about the Jedi. And this is this is the big spoiler. They're talking about the Jedi. Um, do you know of the Jedi? You told me. You told me. She goes, yes, go to... Um, I can't remember what the planet is. She says, I'm terrible. Terrible Star Wars fan. I don't remember all these minutiae. <laughs> uh, Horcrux, Horcrux Aurelian. I'm going to call it Horcrux Aurelian. <laughs> She says, look for a Sokotano. A Sokotano will be able to help you. And there you go. Everyone goes, oh my God, I'm sitting there. Oh my God, there she is, Jen. And, and, and my partner's like, yes, fantastic. We're going to see a Soka eventually. Um, I'm really loving the female element. It's always good to have the female element in Star Wars. Um, it allows it to be more accessible. And it just allows it to be more, you know, closer to home. That's all. We have females and males in this planet. So, of course, they're going to be in the galaxy and they're going to play big parts. Anyway, um, and we see this scene. She, she says, thank you. And she says, you know, our um, our offer will always stand. We could use your help. And he says, um, this is the way. And she says, this is the way. And he, go, and he kind of stops and goes, hmm, this is the way. So she has a lot of respect for who he is. And I think she's seeing in him, in Din Djarin, the... Someone who has used the creed for good, a place that she thought was evil and, and, and extremist. Someone who's used the, the creed for good, and that's why she says this is the way. Because she knows it'll get through to him. So he does this really cool jump out of the plane, and we see him jet off, and then 
we do another swipe under the screen wipe and we pick up the baby again and he's playing with a little frog tadpole inside frog people tadpole inside a bowl of water and as he's he says thank you i'll see you later um, we're headed off planet um and and the baby whimpers at him he goes no i've got enough pets and they walk off then we get back to the razor crest and he and the Moncala's there and the razor crest is just got algae and 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 wires and he goes inside he's got fish nets and all this kind of stuff and um, he says to the Moncala, you know, I gave you a thousand credits. Is this the best you could have do? And the Moncala just doesn't say anything. He gives him his little iPad thing. He signs it and then uh, he signs it out and Mando just gets in the ship and he goes. And there's nets, fishing nets everywhere. And the Razor Crest, I'm just loving that the Razor Crest is becoming this real character and he's having a real hard time. It's like the Millennium Falcon of the Mandalorian and he slash she's having a really hard time <laughs> throughout this season. And there's nets and everything. And then we see this moment. He says, you know, we're going to go and find someone for you. I've got a special place to go and rah, rah, rah. Somehow I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka. The next episode, we're going to get caught somewhere in the middle here. Um, there's a lot more development we need to do for these characters. Um Oh, I forgot the the moment where the Mando um, sacrifices himself and just jumps in on the stormtroopers to get to the to the bridge um, with the bombs and just gets shot, dun, 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 and then falls over and throws the bombs at the stormtroopers and just kills a bunch of stormtroopers. Um, but other than that, the the episode ends. We end with that little octopus thing, and he he saves him, and and the baby does this cute little <laughs> laugh, and it's just you know that beautiful relationship they're starting to build and um, this bond that they're having and this father and son kind of bond it's wonderful it's really nice to see especially because I'm um, I've just become the father of a son as well as a daughter and it's really nice um, it just reminds me my, reminds me of my little boy and my little girl when she was little um, but yeah and then we're off and the razor crest putters off and he says you know we're going to go and meet someone who can help you and so on and that's it End of the episode. That is my rendition of the of the end of the show, and then we you know we see the concept art. It's beautiful. But thank you everybody for listening. This has been uh, Mando Mondays. I'm starting to realize maybe I should call this should have called this podcast Qui Gon's Happy Half Hour because a lot of these episodes end up being like half an hour or so because it's only me and I, I don't love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> um. So I just like to get through these episodes that just give you guys a bit of a recall the point of these episodes is just for me to recall it enjoy it enjoy some moments you know give some opinions give give some ideas but i'm really loving this season um i've seen a bit of negative stuff but i've i've honestly i haven't been on social media for about a week now and um i haven't been reading articles or people's opinions on on the episodes except for the rex and around show um i love what those guys have to say about everything um but yeah uh 
Uh, that's I just um I've just been trying to take in this this version of Star Wars without anybody else's opinion because I do love the Mandalorian as we know, as you all may know and listen listeners may know. Um, but th- th- thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you have any opinions, uh, please keep them to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say about the Mandalorian. Just send me a DM on um, you can follow us everything Qui Gon's Happy Hour and uh, Making Lemonade from the Lemonade Podcast Network uh, at Lemonade Pod Network. Uh, this has been a presentation of the Lemonade Podcast Network. Um, this has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, as you know, don't forget, may the force be with you. This is the way. Thank you.